1: Hey everybody, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here on Coach Talk Radio with Frankie Picasso and we're talking about how to be your own best friend and you know this is a concept Frankie that when when we were talking about today's show, it just tickled me because I, I don't even know what that means, like what, what
0: does it mean to be your own best friend? I really have no idea. You know, I, I thought about it too because... A lot of times, you know, people who self-sabotage themselves, people who stop themselves from getting the good things in their life that they really want, um, a lot of times those people will treat their friends way better than they treat themselves. Like the things that they say internally to themselves, they would never say externally to anybody else because it would hurt their feelings. So why is it okay to hurt our own feelings? You know, I mean, if we if we gave ourselves the same compassion, the same... Uh, motivation, inspiration that we give to others, we would probably be a lot happier people.
1: Well, think? okay. I'm going to play devil's advocate yeah, for a moment because I'm thinking about the word truth. Like I will tell myself the truth, but I won't tell my friends necessarily the truth. Like my one friend just cut all her hair off and you know, she had the most beautiful hair, Frankie. And now she kind of looks like a woodchuck and you know, I'm not going to say that, you know, I'm not going to go and there's nothing she can do. It's so short. You can't even get extensions. So at that point, you know, I show kindness, and compassion and go like, you know, well, how do you like it? You know, throw the question back, you know, don't, how be, does she like it? Um, well, she's kind of on the fence about it, but I'm also not going to pile on, you know, right. she's like, I'm not sure. I haven't had long hair for 20 years and blah, blah, blah. Now I have short hair you know, and I'm like, well, what do you think? And and then I tried to emphasize the positives, like, isn't it much easier to take care of? You know, I kind of switched the subject and slid that away. But with myself looking in the mirror, if I looked like a woodchuck, you know, I would, I would change something, you know, and it's those things where it's like, what is, when you tell
0: yourself, quote, unquote, the truth? Right. I know, get the that, okay, I get what happen. you're saying. Okay. So number one is, did she look like a woodchuck because of the way they styled it or was it really, you were just used to her long hair or did it look that horrible or was there another way that she could style it? And the cut is good, but the style was not, you know what I'm saying?
1: Don't know. Just was shocked to see her in the grocery store.
0: Okay. So one thing that we talk about, you know, as coaches we talk about being able to acknowledge um, rather than compliment. And the difference is like you did, you did that, you know, you acknowledged the positives. You didn't give her a false compliment and go, oh, yeah, I really like it. You acknowledged the things that were truthful and right. that's being a good friend. That's being a good friend. You're not going to go, Oh God, my God, it's horrible. Go get yourself a wig. Like that would be very cruel. Right. <laughs> right that exactly. would be cruel. But, but, but that's I always I say but in but the mirror, like yeah, if I was but talking to myself. That was you. Right. But If you were a better friend to yourself, possibly you would look in the mirror and go, you know what? It's actually not a bad cut. I bet you if I styled it like this or I rolled it or whatever, it's going to work for me. And it probably looks pretty cool. We're just not used to it. And after you get used to it a little bit, like when I cut my hair short, you know, I wasn't used to it. I was used to long hair. And then like eventually you go up, 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 right? And and yeah, it's not bad. I mean, it's not, I don't know. It's okay. So I, I think that, you know, you can work with what you got, but it's it's important. Mm-hmm. What you did was to acknowledge and not batter and not just you know throw out whatever was the first thing on your mind because that that wouldn't be a, a good friend. It wouldn't be a good friend to you either, right? You know, if you were saying it to yourself. So truth is is truth is subjective. Truth is you know um, if you want to tell yourself the truth, you have to ask yourself the truth, and the truth is what are what, you know, the values that you hold or the belief system that you have is not necessarily true. We have to ask ourselves, is it true for me? Because a lot of times when when those beliefs go into us, we're, we're very young, we're very young children. And it's our mother, somebody of, or our father or teacher or minister or somebody who holds some importance to us, telling us something. And that goes into that sponge of ourselves. And we believe that. But as an adult, you can ask yourself, do I really believe that? Because like, you know, for so long, you just take these beliefs and whatever about yourself and and think that they're true. Oh, you're so stupid. You can't do math. Oh, you're so stupid. You know, why, why can't you be faster? Why are you such a clumsy person? Why are you so lazy? Why are you so this? Why are you so that? Are those things true about you? And you can ask yourself about those. That's just what somebody told you and you took it as truth. You know, you got the nickname clumsy or you got the nickname, you know, like you're in a
1: family of of engineers, like yeah. I am, and you know it was funny when you say about the you you can't do math thing. You know, my my one kid is taking calculus now, and then you know he said to me the other day, he goes, "Mom, he goes, how do you know how to do this?" And I'm like, "Well, you know, I took two years of college calculus," and he's like, "Well, how come you tell me you can't do math?" I'm like, "Well, I can't do math," and then I realized I, I was I just repeating what I heard, and I'm exactly. like, and I thought about it like. Okay, I've matriculated to two years of calculus at the college level. I guess I can do math. Now maybe right, I'm not super right, exactly. at it. Maybe it's not
0: super easy, but I can do it. Maybe you don't even want to do it. It right. doesn't matter. You can do it if you apply yourself, and that's what I found. The same thing. I can't do calculus. I never took it. How, maybe I could do it. I don't even know because I never took it. However, you know, I was told you're stupid. You can't do math. Blah blah blah. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm doing math. Like this isn't that hard nobody taught it to me properly. And that was the key. So, you know, the the thing is, like, ask yourself about that belief that you have about yourself. And is it true? I used to think, um, oh, people say, oh, you know, I'm afraid of spiders. Oh, my God, I'm afraid of spiders. And then it's like, well, have you ever really looked at a spider? Well, no, but my my mom's afraid of spiders, you know? Right. Okay, but is that you? Are you afraid? Right? Like, ask yourself those questions. Because so we just take the as fact when we've never even acknowledged to ourselves, is it a true ism for me as you've grown up and become an adult you can ask yourself do i really do i still believe that money is the root of all evil do i believe that rich people are are pigs do i believe that um you know whatever your family values are saying you know you sit around the dinner table racist or whatever but just you yourself is that me and right. you're probably gonna go no it's not me it's what i be- you know i thought i believed I used to see this when I used to teach swim, you know, um,
1: in high school and college, I taught swim classes and, um, you know, great way to make extra money in the summer. And I could tell the kids whose parents couldn't swim. Because they were terrified of the water. They would come over Mm -hmm. and they would, like, you know, like they were going to be led to slaughter. And, you know, these are little ones. These are, you know, three, four, five year old, six year old kids. Like, you know, they didn't have some pre existing water trauma, but they had the mom who is immediately, when she'd go in the pool area, would pull back. She'd get all upset. The kid would look at her how to react. And those are always the most
0: difficult ones to get to enjoy and not be afraid of the water. Yeah, it's like you have a little kid and they fall down. You go, oopsies, or you can go, oh my God, my poor baby, you know, and they can cry and go, uh, or they can go, oh yeah, that didn't hurt and, you, and you carry on, right? It's, it's exactly that. So it, what has gone into that sponge of the subconscious, we can, you know, evaluate or reevaluate at different stages of our life and go, is this still true for me? Does this belief system still work for me? So as a good friend, that truth, it can change. And at every stage, it's still true Sure. or what you thought was true, but now you have a new truth. So, you know, as your best friend or as a friend, you know, ask, do I treat people better than I treat myself? What I do, I know for myself that if somebody needed something, I'd probably make this elaborate meal that I wouldn't do for me. Right. Why not? I don't know. Just easier to want to do it for somebody than it is to do it for myself.
1: Right. Well, it's like, you know, my friends and I have this thing, you know, that, you know, when our kids were little, we used to go over to each other's house and help each other clean. So one mom would watch the kids and, you know, maybe put them on a movie or do some plaything. Or like in my house, one mom would sit out and watch the pool while the kids all swam. And then the other three of us would knock out my house, you know, clean the whole house top to bottom. And it was amazing how much better I cleaned other people's houses than my own. Right. Because it was just natural. Yeah.
0: Just natural. So does that mean that you're not as nice to yourself that you're not as you don't find yourself as valuable as other people? Probably. (laughs) Okay. You
1: know, or I I think it's also cultural, like,
0: you know, the way I was
1: raised, you serve and you know, people have said this to my house, like when I serve my father, or I serve my children, and, you know, I'm very old fashioned that way. Um, But yet I would expect my sister to come in the kitchen and help me. Right. But I wouldn't expect my brothers to get up off the couch and help me. Now I'm changing as a single mom and I'm like, get your ass. Boys. In. Yep. And
0: get in there. You're raising somebody's husband's there. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> good job. But, you know, because some of it is just automatic you know, it's the way we were raised or the way we were conditioned or the, what we were exposed to. And I remember the first time that I was at somebody's house and I saw the boys clearing the table and doing all this stuff. I was like, Ooh, ooh they can do that. Like, you know, and it sounds obnoxious. I don't mean to put men down at all. No, I know. But there's also not many times that I see women run out and hop on the tractor, you know what I mean? And, and mow the lawn. So, you know, there are some things that I, how do we recognize those Frankie? Like that's the thing is like, you know, when you point these things out to me, it seems obvious. You know, if I had the bad haircut, I would say, well, let's see what else we can do with it, you know, and, and, and work on it. Um, But how do we, how do we know what we don't know is my question.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing is to always be kind of curious. I think you don't know what you don't know. Um, And that's why you keep looking and searching and growing and learning new things. But like, I remember my son, he was, maybe 16 I was driving home from school he goes god mommy goes my friend doesn't even know how to do his own laundry doesn't even know how to put it in the washing machine my kids have been doing laundry for by themselves since they were like 13 so you know are you are you would somebody say oh you're a terrible mother you make your kids do laundry would they say oh you're setting your children up for life with some life skills that they know how to do there's you know you can look at it two different ways my kids appreciated that they could do their own stuff they like to be you know, able and not have to wait for me to do things so independent. So, you know, that that's, for me, it helped because they got to do their own stuff. And and for them, it helped that I know things that most people don't my age, right? You know, so, so how do you how do you, you know, know what you don't know? I I guess it's just really asking questions and and being curious, and looking at how other people do things. But to be a good friend um, to yourself. You look in a mirror, and you go, oh, I'm fat or are you look at so okay let's say you look in the mirror and say you're fat. Let's say you are fat. Okay, truth, right? <laughs> do I eat well? Do I eat the things I'm supposed to eat or do I eat badly? And if I eat badly, if you if I was my best friend and my best friend came to me, oh my god, I'm really fat. What should I do? What advice would you give? what advice would you give your best friend? Right. Give it to yourself. Give it to yourself. Why would you give it away to others and not give it to you? Right. So, you know, I would say, well, gee, you know, um, why don't you try eating this way or why don't you try giving up this or just one thing and just make it really easy for yourself. You know, give yourself the very best advice you would give to somebody else. Why wouldn't you?
1: Well, and I think the thing too, you know, is about, about like, being first, like, you know, who is, is first on, um, on the list. And it's a really good time right now, Frankie, to, to thank our sponsor. Cause I want to put them first on our list today. Yeah. And- our sponsor today is Best Fiends, and that's F-I-E-N-D-S. That's friends without the R. And it's a game, and I play it, and it's super fun, Frankie, because it's, you know, it's not a, um, it, it's not like one of those video games that you have to sit down and, and learn a lot. So if you're looking for like a fun way to pass the time, you know, engage your brain, and you know, the visuals are really nice, the music is fun, the story is cute, and I really like the characters, and it's a casual game anyway can play
0: right I've been playing I've been playing I'm having fun with it at first you know I I sat and played I go oh my god who plays these things uh and then I found I play these things
1: that's (laughs) right I did the same thing I did the same thing because I'm like and then I find myself playing like in the like the bathtub sometimes I play in the bathroom
0: it's relaxing. It is. It's relaxing and it's, it's a puzzle game. I mean, like you don't look at it and go, oh, it's a puzzle, but it is a puzzle. And the more you play it, the more you realize, oh, it's like a little chess game. It's like a little, you know, puzzle brain game for your brain and, and how to move these pieces along so that you can, you know, uh, win each level or whatever. But it's it's fun and you don't have to pay money if you don't want to. Right. Love that, and I
1: love yeah. the bright colors. and And this sounds really funny, Frankie. Like you know, I I did a treat today in my business where I'm like, if I get the billing done, which I hate to do the billing, I just I've always hated it. And um, if I do my billing, then I can sit down and play a couple rounds. And what I realized is at the end of the billing, no one clapped for me, no one cheered, no one went yay, hooray. I know, I know. <laughs> and you know, here this best fiends video game is cheering for me. So I'm like, I think I'm okay. I'm going to take out the garbage and I'm like gonna play around cheer. Yay, good for you. You did your you know best fiends and garbage. Because quite frankly, we don't get cheered like I'm in a house with two boys and my dad. there's no cheering for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. I yeah my favorite part is like ta-da the little voice that goes (laughs) ta-da. It's really cute. Yeah, it's very cute and and fun and for any age really it's appropriate. So It is, It is, and
1: the best part was I was sitting at the dinner table the other night waiting for the pizza to arrive, and I was playing, and the kids are like, mom, no fans at the table, mom, you know, you're supposed to be working, mom, and I'm like, I am working. They're a sponsor on my show. (laughs) I get to play this game. So if you guys want to know what we're talking about, you can engage your brain with fun puzzles and lots of cute characters, and trust me, over 100 million downloads on this five-star rated mobile puzzle game. It is totally totally a must play. So you can download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. And you'll like it because they're kind of little fiendish little faces, aren't they? But they're cute.
0: Yeah. They're little slugs and little, yeah, insecty things. And they are, they're very cute. They're very um, childlike and, and sweet.
1: Yeah, but it's yeah, it's it's, adorable. But it's fun and it's and, and, and I will tell you that I really like the slug I love to be yeah. like I'm like, pa-baw, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I've I've gotten rid of like some of my, you know, residual anger that no one took out the trash. So, you know, it's I think it's a lot of fun. So yeah, it is um, a lot of fun. Download best fiends free on the apple app store or on google play that's friends without the r of best fiends we want to thank best fiends for sponsoring us today because without them we would not be on the air and um Frankie, we were talking about being our own best friend and sometimes being my own best friend is sitting down in the chair and going, you know what? I can play a few rounds of best fiends. Oh yeah. take this time. I don't always have to be in service to my clients, in service to my home, because I think when we're working from home, running a business from home, which many of us are these days, there's that blur line between work and home. You know, if Absolutely. I wake up at six in the morning, which I generally do, and I roll over and I look at my phone, which I generally do, and I answer 35 minutes of emails, which I generally do, did my workday start at six? Now I get up, make breakfast for the kids. I go, you know, I might go grocery shopping, do a couple things, then get back to my office at nine. But I realize I say to myself, well, I don't really start till nine every day, but that's not true.
0: And it's not true. No. And people who work for themselves from home usually tend to work way longer hours than anybody would work who goes to an office. I mean, you've got the drive time to the office. Then maybe you've got the, let's go for a coffee time at the office and let's chit chat at the water cooler at the office. And there's a lot of wasted time that people who work at home don't do. They work right from the moment. Like you said, you get up and ding, ding, ding. And because like you're in, in Los Angeles, um, and you're on on Pacific time. The people in the east have already been emailing you for three hours, like me. Oh, <laughs> like, Come on! Well, that's it. If I don't check
1: my email till nine or ten o'clock, yeah. it's already one o'clock and I'm global. My clients are in yeah. Australia. My clients are in England, in Israel, in Japan. And then in the East coast, 90% of my USA clients are on the East coast. So if I didn't, you know, I check my email at 6am in the morning, it's nine o'clock there. I'm already behind.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's important. You, you're working, you're working all the time. And then of course your PST people, you- you know who who are on your time i mean you'll you'll email me maybe at eight o'clock at night and i'm like i'm just gonna go veg and watch tv but you know what you're still working because the people where you live still working right so it's a very very long long day and time for you so if you need to take 20 minutes out or whatever 15 minutes out to play best fiends why not why not? you know that you're gonna be working way longer than anybody else is going to be working and that's part of being a good friend to you because you deserve a little r&r Well, and I love how you said
1: that because, you know, when I I work sometimes in offices, some of my clients have offices for me and I'll go in there and do maybe a week, you know, at a time for a special session. I think nothing of getting a bunch of girls together and going out to lunch. I think nothing of, you know, when everybody else is taking the break, walk over and have a bagel and chit chat. Like that's normal. But I, I feel guilty when I do that at home. And so what I end up finding myself doing is when I take my lunch break, you know, Like at 1130, I go and I make my dad's lunch and then I prep for dinner and then I throw a load of laundry in. And I'm like, this isn't smart. Like this isn't working for me because I feel like I'm working all the time and I am. And then I feel guilty when I take a break. And that's really not being a good friend to myself.
0: No, it's not, and you need to take that break. And you know, if you're if you're making lunch for your dad and you're putting laundry in, that's your household work. It's not, not your business work. And your business work and your household work has blurred, and there should be a definitive line. Sometimes, to say, you know what, now I need a break because I've just done all these things that had nothing to do with anything that has to do with me. Right? <laughs> yeah. Where's your break time in that? That wasn't a break. It was just a break from you know the monotony of maybe adding numbers. To putting laundry, like same thing. Yeah. Right.
1: Well, that's one (laughs) of the things with this new normal that we're living in where the kids aren't going to school. Um, it's amazing because they tend to be really big night owls. You know, they're, they do their, their classes are in the afternoon. They do their homework at night. They go to bed at like, you know, sometimes two, three, four in the morning. And then they sleep till noon, which is typical teenage boys. Like, got to be honest, that's yeah. you, given their druthers, that's what they're going to do. So at one or two o'clock, they come down, I give them the chores that I need them to do for the day. And they're like, Oh man. Oh. And I'm like, look at guys, I've already been up. I've been working for eight hours by the time yeah. you guys got out of bed. exactly. I think those things come to light more. And then they say, Oh mom, you're not really working. You know, you're not really working, you know? And the, the whole question is, what is really, I'm not working who is <laughs> right exactly you know that my life makes your life possible you know but from the entrepreneurial standpoint what is working because a lot of times we are working in front of the tv you know last night that my dad wanted to watch something he says come on and watch this well I sat in the chair behind him and I'm on my ipad I'm kind of answering emails as I go along you know doing a few things so am I really working or am I not working like what
0: is work anymore Yeah, well, work is the stuff that you have to finish. (laughs) Right. (laughs) However you have to finish it.
1: If I go to work and I sit, because I see some of my friends do this, if I see them in their office literally playing video games or talking to their friends on the phone, they're physically at work, but are they working?
0: Yeah, I would say they're not working. Yeah. Unless they have a client, like Best Fiends 2, you have to, you know, play a little so you can talk about it. Yeah. But let's talk about being a good friend to yourself um, when you're in a bad relationship, let's say. Ooh. You know, a lot of people stay in bad relationships. If that was your girlfriend calling you every night, hi, guess what he did now? You know, like, are you, what advice do you give yourself? Do you say, oh, it's easier for me to stay. I don't want to have to pick up my clothes and leave, or I don't want to have to, you know, change anything. Or, and I find men are really more guilty about that than women because they don't like change. But the thing is, you know, how how are you a best friend when you stay in a bad relationship? Right you're not, you're not being a best friend to yourself. So what advice, you know, would you give? Oh, well, he, you know, okay, he's not physically abusive, but he's mentally abusive. Um, he doesn't ever talk to me. He doesn't ever touch me. He doesn't ever, um, you know, buy me anything or do anything nice for me or ever get a card or whatever. the, the case. So at that point, like, what would you say to your best friend when she tells you this? Right. Would I mean, you stay? Would you tell her to stay? Oh, that's yeah. a good relationship. Why don't you stay in it?
1: Yeah, really. I'm just going to be
0: miserable.
1: Yeah, I'm really hard on those things because I don't know what to say with that. It's like, you know, I don't want to give my opinion on anybody else's relationship or tell them what they need to do. Now, I can do that for work, you know, but in their personal life, like, you know, you just
0: go, what? Well, let's let's just ask them, how is that working for you? Yeah. Well, it's not working for you because you're complaining about it to me. So on a scale of one, I would say on a scale of one to 10, um, How much does that affect you? Yeah. How much does it bother you? And maybe you go, oh, it's a 10. Well, then why are you still there? Yeah. And the answer usually is, well, because I don't want, you know, they're not that bad. Oh, is it? So is it a 10 or is it a five or a two? Like, what is it for real? And if it's still a 10, it's just, you know, the idea of change now becomes scarier than the idea of having to stay in this really bad relationship. Right. People are afraid of change you know, mostly, but that's, you know, it's a wonderful thing to be, to, to change. I love change and, you know, change is where all the good stuff happens. That's where the magic is really. So I would never be afraid to change.
1: Well, and I think, you know, one of those things about like, you know, there's a difference between listening to somebody and, and, you know, wanting them to, to change or, or not, or being an enabler. Like, that's what I found. Like, there's a lot of times where people just want me to listen to them. Mm-hmm. And they really have no intention of changing. And if they feel better after talking to me, then they can go back in their miserable, whatever, their miserable job, their miserable career, their miserable marriage, whatever, you know? And so it really does, you know, kind of, it, it really does kind of make you think about like, what service are you providing when you listen to somebody complain?
0: And I have a rule about that because yeah. I'll, let, I'll let you do it a couple times. But if you're coming to me daily, you're complaining about the same thing over and over and over. I'm not listening to you anymore. Um, I'm going to give you my opinion and you can take it and do with it as you wish. But I don't want to talk about it anymore. And I've told my, my best friend that. You know, she complains about the same thing over and over and over. I'm like, so what do I can't. you say? Let's say,
1: like, let's role play because I think you know this is something that would help me, and I think it'll help a lot of people because I do get come, I do get some of my clients too. Now they pay me to listen to them,
0: so that's sure. a little different. But it's different. Pay to
1: listen, that's different. But even then, I start getting annoying.
0: At, but do, at, do they pay, pay they you say. to listen and not provide context or not provide feedback, or do they pay, just pay you to listen to listen?
1: Um. Well, some of mine just pay me to listen.
0: Okay. You know. And- friend just wants me to listen. She really doesn't want to ha- have the feedback because she knows that I and other people in her life do not approve of her situation. Um which is fine and I get I want to be a good friend and I want to hear it and listen. But at the same time being a good friend I don't want her to stay and and do things that aren't are harmful for herself, right? So I'm like, after enough time, it's just like, I'm sorry, I don't want the subject is closed now. Like, I can't talk to you about this anymore, and I wish I could, but if you're not going to change things, and you're going to complain about it, then it's done. Like, I, it irritates me because I want to, as her best friend, I want to save the day for her, right? I want to give her the very best advice I can, and I want to make it better. If you don't want me to make it better, then don't tell me about it over and over and over. That's how I feel.
1: Well, and I think, you know, I'm a little gun shy with that. I had a friend um, who, when we were in our twenties and she was a little bit older than me, but she was having a long time affair with a married man. Mm -hmm. And I hated it. I didn't want to go to lunch with them. You know, they would meet and flirt. And then one time she asked if she could use my place because they were, they wanted to hang out together and they, they, they didn't want to get a hotel. It was getting too expensive. And I finally just said, no. And I said, I can't even, I can't even believe you would ask me that. And I can't, I, I just can't support this anymore. It's just so wrong on every level. And maybe I didn't handle it properly, but she's like, well, fine. If you, you know, you don't want to support me, then you're not my friend anymore. And, you know, so I did. I lost a very long standing friendship over that.
0: I would have done the same thing. I would have done the same thing. It was really inconsiderate and rude of them to ask you to cover for them, to use your house for them. If they wanted to do something that's, illegitimate, if you want to call it that, or um, socially unacceptable. Yeah. Socially unacceptable. And really, you know, is she thinking about the, you know, his wife, like she's hurting some other woman, right? Like make him be honest. And if you, if this is just like a fun little thing for you, well, then, Pay for the damn room, and if it's a serious thing that somebody needs to be honest and step up and tell somebody else, you know what? I'm not in love with you anymore. I've got somebody else, and move forward. I really, I've always believed that you know you have to pay the piper for the pleasure that you want, and that is to tell the wife or tell the husband or whatever it was in that situation. Um, I'm out of here. Sorry, it's not working anymore, and that's the fair thing to do. That's the kind thing to do. That's the right thing to do.
1: Yeah, and I think it goes along, too, with whenever I see, you know, a lot of times I'm working in people's companies, you know, and I'm a contractor. I'm not a, you know, I'm not an employee, and I see, you know, egregious, you know, people just ripping off the company or, you know, doing things like this. To me, it's like you're just cheating on your company. You're cheating on your paycheck. That's right you know, so those, those are always hard things for me because, you know, where do you draw the line? And I think, you know, and being your own best friend also means, you know, looking at your client and being their friend, you know, and, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just, these are, these are difficult, they're difficult things for people. I think they're, it's hard to draw a hard line stand on some of these things. Well,
0: I think, the number one thing that people have to do is to find out what their values are. Once you know what, your value, what you value and what your value system is, it's, easy, it's easier to be in alignment with it yeah. in every aspect of your life. So you know, if, you, if your value system says that this is wrong to cheat, to lie, to rip off companies, to whatever, then when you see it happening, oh, that's not in, that's not in alignment with my value system, so this is not right. It's easy to know what's right and wrong when, you, when it, it bumps up against your value system, right? And life works really nicely for you when everything is in your value system, work, friendships, uh, lovers, whatever, right? So when you know that, when you know what you value and you know what your top five or ten values are, um, it's a lot easier to walk in the world and be your own true person and your own best friend, really. So
1: how do you know what your values are? Um you just look down a list like Google, you know. You could definitely evaluation. do that. I would I would
0: take a list. Let's say let's say you take a list and you go, Google, give me values. Give me a list of values. So let's say there's a hundred values on that list. You go through the list and you go, Okay, uh 20. three, four, ten, twenty. Let's say I found twenty 25 things that I value. Core
1: values list. You can go to jamesclear.com that wrote the um, atomic habits. I love his book. So you can you can look at your core values list. You can look at core
0: values go. list and take twenty. Okay, now you got twenty. Okay, now you gotta be a little bit tougher. Now you gotta go, okay. I'm gonna bring this down to ten. Okay. Wow. Now you're at ten, now you gotta bring it down to five. Get your top five values. Let you really just that's it. This is this is what I value in life. And, and when you know that everything, it becomes so much easier. Like you get employed by a company. There's no, Oh, I don't know. Should I take the job or not? If it bumps up against your value, don't take it. You know, if they're not the right fit, it's going to be bumpy ride from here on in. So make your life easier on yourself. Just, you know, go along uh, with what you value. And that's why as a coach, that's generally like within the first or second session, I would have somebody figure out what their values are.
1: Interesting. Yeah. No, I love that. You know, I love that. I'm going to do that. I, I just copied the uh, core values list. I, that the one, it's Jim fun, has. It's fun yeah. to do it really. And I said, okay, San. you know, your exercise for today, twenty ten five. five, like, you know, yeah. start crossing them out. And, um, and I think that's one thing too, where, you know, when we, we, we spend more time on other people than ourselves. Like I think I could tell you the values of my clients faster Mm -hmm. than I could tell you my own. I can tell you what my kids like to eat faster than I could tell you my own. You know, I think, you know, when we're in service companies and service industries, we do tend to know more about other people than ourselves, I think.
0: Right. And, and you know what, not only do we acknowledge more, uh, we don't always want to acknowledge things about ourselves, So we keep it, kind of (laughs) loosey-goosey we'd rather not acknowledge that Um, you know let me let me ask you something something else that people do um, are you stubborn when you shouldn't be I think yeah if I'm tired yeah and crabby, you know, like
1: the other day I was sending the kids for a dog walk at four o'clock just so I could have like a a piece of my day that no one was in the house, so I'm like, take the dogs and go for the walk, and they're like, Why does it have to be at four? Why do we have to take these two dogs? you know, and I'm like ah! Just go. Just do it. You know, just do it. And, um, you know, and they did eventually, but they gave me a lot of lip. And then Zach said to me, Well, why can't we have it 3 30? And I'm like, Why would you want it at 3 30? And he's like, Well, because I have class at 4. I'm like, Okay. You know, so I was being unreasonable, you know. And so I think all of us, when we're emotional or we're tired or we're frustrated, can be unreasonable.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, you know, we, we act stubborn when it's not good for us. Like, we'll just, we'll just put our foot down and without even thinking about, well, wait a second this could be really good for me if I let this go or if I accept this. Um, but it becomes a habit just to say no, or it becomes a habit to be stubborn. Um, or you think, oh, I don't like that person, so I'm just going to be no, no, no. Um, and yeah, it could be the best thing for you. So it's, you know, it's something an area to look at, I think, for a lot of people. Just don't be stubborn well, I- to be stubborn.
1: Or just, right, to be stubborn, to be stubborn. Or, you know, the flip side is, you know, are you always acquiescing? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's another thing um, you need to look at because that's not being kind to you either. Right. Um, again, though, if you know what you value, you probably wouldn't do that.
1: Yeah. Well, like yeah. I value peace. So a lot of times, you know, I will, you know, and I, you know, it's funny because I see the kids, the kids are home all day now. So they're commenting on my work, you know, they see me in my office, they hear me making calls, they're like, you know, mom, that guy was so wrong. And, you know, and I, I said, well, why would I correct him? They're like, well, you're, you're coaching him, you're in business. And I said, yeah, but this is not a business matter, whatever he believes politically, you know, what you think is right. And, you know, he thinks is wrong, whatever. I'm like, why would I get in an argument like that? That, that has nothing to do with business. He just wanted to be heard, so I just went, uh huh, right. uh huh, and got off the call.
0: Right now, I mean, sometimes it's a matter of integrity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, integrity would. Uh, do I want to work for somebody who, who, uh, treats others like really, like really racist or something? I probably wouldn't want to be in bed with them. I don't care how much money they got. Right. So if you know, if you say, "Oh, integrity is really important to me," it's like one of my top five. Then you wouldn't, right? And if you don't care, then you would. And people make their own their own choices about stuff like that. Your kids are right, though. I mean, you know, like you don't have to. Like you were right with your kids. You don't have to change everybody's mind about every little thing. It has nothing to do with what you're in business with them for. However, you can still choose who you want to be in bed with. Let's say, um, business-wise, personally-wise, it's up to you. Yeah.
1: Right. I mean, you know, I think it's like, you know, you kind of pick the hills you want to die on. You pick your battles. Um, But if you're battling all day, some people like that. You know, I used to work with someone who loved to battle all the time. Like they just love to pick a fight, love to argue, love to think. You know, all of that made me so tired. And I would sit there, like I would put my earphones on during the day because I was so tired of hearing her argue.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know people like that. And it is, it, it gets very tiresome, especially mm-hmm. when they go in circles, right? Yeah. But they, they do enjoy arguing. Some people enjoy it. It's like a a duel of wits, maybe.
1: Yeah. It's like being like a lawyer. A, yeah. Like <laughs> sparring.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like sparring. But it does become tiresome when it's yes. all the time. Like pick, like you said, pick your battles and, and, and be done with it. But, you know, that's also part of being kind to you. That Okay, so you want peace. Um, peace at what cost? Any cost? Right.
1: Not at, yeah, not at any cost. You not know, at, at any a point. Cost. I'm like, you know what, I've had enough. Um, and, you know, but I think it's interesting, you know, that we do these values exercises to figure out how to be a better friend to ourselves. Because if you're, if you're, uh, let's say one of your values is responsibility. Yeah. You know, and you're responsible. Are you responsible to everyone else, but not yourself? No. You know, and where does the responsibility
0: be true, Right. Right. It, everything starts with you. You can't love if you don't love, you can't be loved. If you don't love, you can't, you know, be responsible if you're not responsible to you. Um, if somebody, you know, it's kind of funny because you, if somebody, let's say somebody were to walk into your room and it's like a big disaster and and you're the tidy coach, (laughs) it's like I do for others. I don't do for myself. Right. Right. But would you believe them? Like, would you like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Because I, I know, like, I'm really lazy to myself, but not with others. Right. Not with others. Like, I, you know, like this week, so many things have come to me this week, like the, the Qigong and, and this three other programs and some webinars that people want me to attend that are all be fantastic. I would love to do it and be involved and learn more. And, and then I'm lazy. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to, <go> to it. <laughs> that's not a good time of day for me.
1: (laughs) Well, here's what I find. like, um, I think it's more prioritizing in the wrong order because I found this out while I was making lunches the other day. I have like a half an hour to make everybody's lunches. And then I thought, why don't I start with my dad's first, then the kids, and then myself? Because by the time I get to me, I'm like, oh, I'll just take a piece of pizza out of, the, you know, cold pizza out of the fridge and eat and walk away. So what I've been trying to do this week is, is reorder those things. So I've chopped up my salad first, then I made my dad's, then I made the kids, because everybody likes different things, you know, and I put the whole thing together. And I'm like, huh, because I know I'm not going to crap out on my youngest kid. Right. You know what I mean? I'm gonna dig deep for that one. But I will totally whiff if it was for me.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know. And that's what I'm talking about. You know, it's about being good and, and kind in and, and your own best friend. So you were your own, your own best friend because you made yourself the salad, the better lunch for you, the one that's right. gonna be better for you and healthier for you first, because that's where your energy level was. And then you went down the line and go, Yeah. I'm going to do this for my kid because I love my baby. He's such a good little boy and, you know, I want yeah. to eat well. Yeah. And, and you know, we'll do that for our children because we love them. Right. And we won't do it for us. And so, right. you know, the question is, why won't we do it for us? Don't know. I don't know. I don't have the answer. Yeah, that's uh, right. I had all the answers. About. I just have, co- coaches yeah. have the questions. They don't have the answers. Oh, <laughs> that's why right. it's so much easier. What about, those are good
1: questions to ask yourself, you know, like when I think about my, my not wanting to do the billing cause it's boring, but it's like, you know, and I think I'm going to change the name from billing to getting paid. Yeah. Well, there you pay. go. You know, yeah, I you like to you pay. Pay. I just don't like doing the the billing and I have a call it. Give me the bill. money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but she's not in because of everything going on. She can't come in the office and do the billing and she can't do it remotely because I've been writing chicken scratches all over my day planner. And, um, you know, so I will do it, but it's amazing to me how uh, if it was getting something collected for a charity, which I do a lot for, right? I have no problem sitting on the phone and collecting bills all day long or raising money for charities. But if it comes to billing my own company, you know, it's, it's just like, eh, yeah. there's no emotion to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What about saying yes instead of no? Do you say more yeses than nos?
1: Yes. And I've had to work on that, on saying no. And I, you know, I have this thing in my head that no is not a dirty word. Like no is not a bad word. No just means I can't do it. And no doesn't mean that I'm weak. No doesn't mean I'm ineffectual. No doesn't mean that I'm not capable. Um, No just means, you know, I don't have, I I can't allocate time for that because I can't say I don't have time. You know, everyone has time. It's how they allocate it.
0: Right. So, you know, I
1: have turned over in my head a million times the word no and how, um, what a weird relationship I have with it.
0: So flip that. What if you're somebody who always says no and never says yes?
1: No, that would be my mom. (laughs) <laughs> My mom's default was no. Like you know, mom, mom, you want to drink water? No. Oh, okay, well, I'll drink water.
0: You know, um, yeah. I, you know, because they they miss out on a lot of, of stuff. Yeah, there is. There's a lot of power in no, but there's a lot of power in yes too. And I think that sometimes you know you, you see these these programs where people are going to say yes to everything for a day or ten days or whatever because so often we go no because we feel small or we feel like not not legitimately you know, don't want to do something, but it's just like, yeah, I, oh, I'd love to do that, but no. Uh, Cause I feel like I'm not going to shine or, or I can't prove my, or whatever the case might be, but it's just, it's fear-based. No. So it would, it's interesting for people who just default to the no. Why don't you try? Yes. See what could happen. See how your life could change. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, why not? And the alternative is say no if you're inundated. Say no Uh, if you're somebody who always has to say yes because you don't want people to think badly of you. Say no, learn to say no, absolutely.
1: Love that. Well, Frankie Picasso, I love, I love, love, love our shows together. I always learn something from you. I, I'm going to do my values exercise that you gave me so that I can Yay. get better at knowing myself. Cause when I know myself better, I can be a better friend to myself. So we'll be back again next week with another great episode. On behalf of Sandra Beck, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more
0: tips, tricks, and techniques on Coach.